Welcome and thanks for checking out this podcast from First International Christian Fellowship. The following message you are about to hear was carefully crafted with you in mind. Wherever you are joining us from, we hope that this message speaks to you as it did to us. Now here's Pastor Joe Salcido delivering this week's sermon. Father, we thank you for the, the songs that prepared our hearts, Lord, to meet you in your message, Lord God, that you've given us tonight. I thank you for this weekend, Lord, that you've given us to just be together, share food, share laughter, and share our time together. Lord, I pray that you speak through me once again to your people in this church, Lord God. I pray for uh, your anointing. I pray for wisdom, Lord, to know what to say and what not to say. I pray for protection for all of us, Lord God, as we finish the sur- this this evening and then again tomorrow on our way back to Reno. Lord God, I pray for blessings for all your people that are here tonight. And uh, Lord, I pray for salvation for those who have not accepted you as their Lord. And I pray for restoration for those who are broken. And I pray for healing for those who are sick, Lord. Guide us, Father, and uh, please uh, remove all distractions and let your people hear your message tonight. Speak through me, Father God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. So the title of our message tonight is, Why Do We Need or Have Fellowship? Have you ever wondered why? Right? You've accepted Christ as your Lord, and that's what the Bible says, that all, that's all you need to be saved and to go to heaven. Why go to church, right? Why have fellowship with other believers? Have you, have you realized, have you asked that question at all? And for those, for some of us who have stopped coming to church completely, you're probably, you've probably made a decision, you've probably answered that question to where you said, I really don't need to go to church anyway because I can praise God anywhere. That's correct. You can praise God anywhere, at any time, whenever you want. But tonight we're going to discuss what the need, why there's a need for fellowship. Why do we have church camping? Why do we have Sunday services? Why do we have prayer meetings? Why do you need Bible studies? Other than studying the Word, why do you need that connection with other believers? So hopefully the, God's words tonight will illuminate that or give you that answer. Or if you have believed a certain uh, thinking that you don't need fellowship at all, I hope that the message tonight will uh, clear that error for you. So let's start our, our introductory verses, Acts 2.42. If you, look, if you look at your handout, it's, it reads, All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to pray. I really believe that the first set of believers are Southern Baptists. Because <laughs> they like eating. See, there's fellowship, sharing in meals. But see... That's what we do, correct? But we have to realize during Acts, during this time, there was no one that went to the believers and told them, hey, you guys need to fellowship with one another. Koinonia is the word. You need to have fellowship with other believers. Nobody told them that. They just knew it. Because if you have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the one that's going to move you to want to be with other believers. And we're going to see the reasons why. Okay? Our introductory verse. John 3.16, it reads, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. This is why somebody becomes a believer, right? This is the verse right here. 
If you tell me that you haven't shared the gospel to someone else because you don't know the verses, do you know John 3.16? At least try to memorize John 3.16 because this is the gospel right here. And I'm, I'm starting with this other than Acts 2.42 because this is a reminder for all of us believers that it's not anything that we do other than this. Other than this. That we have accepted Christ as our Lord. But with that, if that is true, and that is, if that is real, if you have accepted Christ, you have the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will move you to fellowship. Why? Because you read the next verse. 1 John 3.16 This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down His life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and our sisters. There is a moving in a believer. You will feel the need to be with someone. You would feel the need to love someone because you've experienced the ultimate love from God. Because if you truly are going to be honest, you're going to look at yourself, you look at the mirror, you're going to see how dirty, how filthy you are. If you're really going to be honest, how unloving, you know, because we think, some of us think we're charming, right? But if we're really going to be honest, we're not. But for the God of the universe to give His Son for us, you've experienced that true love. You can't help but to want to love others, especially the people that are in the same house of the Lord. Let me read to you 1 John 2, 9-11. He who says he is in the light and hates his brother is in darkness until now. He who loves his brother abides in the light. And there is no cause for stumbling in him. But he who hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. You see, if you truly have accepted Christ as your Lord, love is in you because God is love. Amen? The love that is in us drives us to want to love and care for others, especially our brothers and our sisters. It moves us to be in fellowship. It moves us to be in the house of God. If you don't see the need to be at church on Sunday, once a week for one hour of preaching, two hours if you go to ours, no. <laughs> if you don't see the need for that, you have to question, do you really, do you really have Christ in your hearts? Because you want to be in fellowship. You want to talk. You want to share your, your, your struggles with other believers so that they can pray for you. You want them to be encouraged by your presence. Right? You would want that. You would want to be in contact with another believer. Just like the first set of believers, same with us. There's no exceptions. There's no progressive Christians. There's just real Christians. Christians love other Christians. That should be the case. But granted, we don't say the right thing all the time. We don't do the right thing all the time. But the fact of the matter is, we're all saved by grace. And we need to give grace back. Amen? Amen. Alright, so moving on. Because we know that we have to do this. The first and greatest commandment. Luke 10.27 He answered, Jesus speaking, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind. And... Love your neighbor as yourself. There's an end. And love your neighbor as you love yourself. Is there anybody tonight that is bothering you in, our, in your heart? Is there anybody in your heart that has ruined your fellowship with the church? Is there anybody or something that's been done to you by the church that has causing you to break fellowship with the church? 
you know the thing is I'm pretty sure there's been those instances there's been there are those people and sometimes it could be you that has broke fellowship with somebody because you're the one who said the wrong thing and did the wrong thing right but again we go back for God so loved us we need to love our brothers and their sisters back amen we can't think we're perfect Right? If you think you're perfect, please raise your hand and I need you to walk on top of that water right now. Because only Jesus is perfect. It's only Him who walked through water, plus Peter for a little while. But then he starts sinking because the troubles start hitting him. But for us, we need to focus. We need to focus. Realign our hearts and our minds to how we became Christians and why we're Christians. We became Christians because of the love of God. We were saved from the fires of hell, from our sins, because of the love of God. So in return, out of gratitude, we need to love others too. Especially the people in the church of God. That's why this, we have church camping. Even though it's so hot with mosquitoes and everything, right? This is not the food. I know some of us come for the food. I do, you know, but it's the fellowship, it's the interaction, it's the how were you? Not just for the Sunday, but then this on this weekend you have at least one full day to spend time with someone that you haven't spoken to at church, or you just get the high and by type of greeting. This is the place that we do it. This is why we encourage fellowship. This is why you want that fellowship. Amen. Amen. All right, now. That's the introduction. <laughs> right, you guys ready? <laughs> you want to stretch? No. Why is Christian fellowship important? So important. Fellowship is an important part of our faith. Coming together to support one another is an experience that allows us to learn, gain strength, and show the world exactly what God is. That is why we do what we do. We need to show God through our actions to other believers. We need the, how do we experience God's love right now? Through one another. That's how we experience God's love. This is how we show God's love. So if you're a believer and your husband, you're a wife and your husband is not a believer, how do you show God to them if you're not loving? If you're the same nagging person. Right? How <laughs> I don't need you to raise your hands or anything or point fingers right now. No, I'm not <laughs> But this is how we do it. We show through love. People are attracted to the love of Christ, just like how we were attracted to the love of Christ. It was Christ's love that attracted us to Him, right? And this is how we're going to continue to attract people to Christ. It's through His love. And how we do it? Through actions, not just by words, but also through actions. Read Hebrews 12.1. Therefore, since we are surrounded... By such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us throw out everything that hinders, everything that is wrong about us that's causing people to stumble coming to Christ. Throw that away. Throw that away. If you are the person who's been a victim of a rude Christian, you can throw that bad experience away too. Because you too, my friend, are causing people to stumble because you call yourself a Christian, but you haven't gone to church for how long? Because everything else is important, correct? If you don't go to work, will you get fired? The answer is yes, unless you're the boss. 
Because you can't fire yourself. Or maybe, can you? I guess I can. And then you just hire yourself back, right? Because <laughs> you're the boss, right? But we have to throw everything away. Because fellowship is important. Fellowship is important. We need to feel each other's love through one another, through encouraging words, through encouraging words, through loving actions. That's what we need. This is why we need fellowship. That's the first reason. We have five reasons, right? First, fellowship gives us a picture of God. Each of us together shows us all of God's graces to the world. No one is perfect. We all sin. But each of us has a purpose here on earth to show aspects of God to those around us. Each of us has been given specific spiritual gifts. All of us has been given different spiritual gifts. All of us. Not just me, but all of you who are sitting here. All of you have been given that spiritual gift. And look at this. It says, I say, but each of us has a purpose here on earth. What's our purpose? It's to bring Christ as many people to Christ is to glorify God with our lives those are our purposes so we need to know that fellowship gives us a picture of that when we come together in fellowship it's like a, us as a whole demonstrating God they're looking at us right now if they don't love God they're laughing but if they're looking at us and they love God they're, they're worshiping oh praise God look at my fellow believers they're worshiping God at camp but to the world, we're funny. But to our, our fellow believers, they're like worshiping too. Like, man, look at those guys. Crazy Christians. I love them. <laughs> Alright. Think of it like cake. We need flour, sugar, eggs, oil, and more to make a cake. The eggs will never be flour. None of them make up the cake alone. Yet together, all those ingredients make a delicious cake. It is like that. It is like that with fellowship. All of us together show the glory of God. Amen? Amen. And the broken church is a stumbling block, but the united church praises God. Amen? Amen. And so again, to you, believer who has neglected fellowship, if you're sitting there you've neglected fellowship for the longest time, I pray that tonight we'll, you will you will learn and you will accept the fact that there is a need for you. To be in fellowship with other believers. Because you are actually hindering yourself from growing. Let's look at the next point. Oh, the next verse is reads Romans 12, 4, 6. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. We're all given different talents. And these talents is to glorify God. These talents are to be used for God's church now, not later. We are all given different talents for a purpose because not all of us will become pastors, not all of us will are worship leaders. We are all given different talents from the Lord, gifts from the Lord to glorify Him, to grow the church. Amen? Amen. Second point, fellowship makes us stronger. Who here wants to be stronger in our faith? Show of hands. All right, we'll have five. All right, let's go. All right, we all want to be stronger in our faith. Don't we agree? Who wants to be a weak believer? 
We all want to be strong. And here, no matter where we are in our faith, fellowship provides us with strength. Being around other believers gives us the chance to learn and grow in our faith. If you want to improve in something, if you want to do something, let's say a business, if you want to get into the business of a, of a restaurant, want to start a restaurant, you want to start spending time with someone who has done it successfully. So don't come to me because I failed on that one. <laughs> right? You want to be with someone who has been successful in a specific task that you want to be into. And the same with our faith. You want to be surrounded with fellow believers that go through the same struggles as you are or you, as, or, or you did. And you, they, you want to hear how they did it. And they want to tell you the verses. They want to tell you, dude, it's going to be better. It's going to get better. Just hang on to God. I've been through that. My kids were sick. I was sick one time. But God saw me through. Our marriage was failing, but God saw us through. You want to hear that. And if you were helped, you want to share that too, correct? And that's how fellowship works. That's how fellowship makes us stronger. Because we encourage each other and we give the love of God. Because if I see somebody who's truly convinced and he tells me, it will get better. And that was Pastor Julius for me. Pastor Julius for me was for the longest time was the one of the strongest believers that I've ever met. Nothing rattled this guy. Do you agree? For those of you who know him, things were going wrong with his personal life. He was there on time for our evangelism class, ready to knock on doors and share Jesus. And then later I found out that he had big troubles at home. But for that's like magnanimous for me. And it's the same for us. It's encouraging when I remember, when I remember how he did it and how we went through it. When I hear your stories, or when hopefully when I share my struggles to you and how God saw me through, hopefully that encourages you. But you can never get that alone. There's no lone ranger Christian. You can't make it alone. Even Lone Ranger had Tonto. You realize that? He did. <laughs> It demonstrates to us why we believe and sometimes is the excellent food to our souls. Fellowship is food to our souls. It's great to be out in the world evangelizing to others. But it can easily make us hard and eat away at our strength. Have you done that? Have you been away out of fellowship for so long that the world has been eating your faith and you're starting to doubt too? Because everybody else, you've surrounded yourself with unbelievers. Now you're thinking it's just like them. They're, they're negative and they're pessimists and all of a sudden you're the same way. Because you share your thoughts with who you spend with, who you spend time with. Again, clean socks, brand new clean socks, if you wear them on a muddy place, the mud will not turn to white. Your clean socks will be muddy. There's no doubt about it. Where was I? When we deal with a hard-hearted world, it, it can become easy to fall into that hard heartedness and question our beliefs it's always good to spend some time in fellowship so that we remember that God makes us strong amen, amen. when we recite in Christ right Philippians 4.13 tell me Philippians 4.13 I can do all things right I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me that's true but then if you break fellowship with other believers and you've been surrounded with your co-workers that are just full of negative things. Negative things. Before you know it, you're just like them. You cannot help it. 
And again, it brings me to my point of Sunday service. You're working six days a week, sometimes eight to 12 hours a day. And you've been surrounded with all these people, negative thoughts, all about politics, all about sports, all about everything else other than God. And then you wonder why, because you would rather not go to church too. And then all of a sudden your spiritual life is dying. You're useless. You become useless. That's what the enemy wants, for you to become useless for the kingdom of God. You could be doing noble, noble things for your family. You could be doing noble things for yourself. You could be successful as the world sees it. But you can be useless in, the, in God's eyes if you do not improve with your spiritual life. And without fellowship, there's no way you can be a strong believer. There's no way. I still have to meet a very strong Christian that would say, I didn't go to church at all. I don't have any fellowship with other believers. I just need me and God. You know, the thing is, the unfair thing is, yes, you need God and you need yourself. But you also need everybody. That's the thing. Don't let that lie. If you believe that lie for some time, that you can make it on your own, that you don't need to go to church, that you don't need fellowship with other believers, it's a lie. Stop believing it. You need church. Matthew 18, 19-20 Again, truly I tell you that if two, of, if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. See, even fellowship, if you pray with other believers, your prayers are, there's a bigger chance for it to be answered by God. It's right here. Jesus said it. You can argue with the verse if you're thinking that's not, that's not true. Don't argue with me. Because it's right there. That's why even prayer meetings, we encourage prayer meetings. Because without prayer, our church will fail. After the division, the church prayer meeting grew because there was trouble in the camp right we all started praying everybody gathered we didn't have enough chairs for everyone it was awesome but then when things got better little by little those chairs started getting empty again is that the same with our lives we kept praying for God's blessing Lord bless me Lord bless me Lord bless me then God started blessing you then you start stop going to church you start, you, you kept praying for work. Lord, give me work, give me money. Lord, give me work, give me money, Lord, because I need to provide for my children, Lord. And then God gave it to you and you're like, well, thank you, Lord. But then now I can't go to worship you, Lord. I don't have time for you, Lord, because you gave me this work, Lord. And I don't have Sunday off, Lord. And all of a sudden, it's God's fault again, right? Well, you know, it sounds so legalistic, right? Because, but you know what? It's black and white. God said, we need this. I mean, the believers, nobody told them. Nobody told them. The, new, the first believers, nobody told them they need fellowship. It was automatic. It was automatic. When I first accepted Christ as my Lord, I wanted to be on the youth service in Quezon City, which is like so far, right? From Paranaque to Quezon City, you know, with traffic, that's like four hours, you know? But I wanted that fellowship. I wanted to talk about the Lord. I wanted to be with other believers, there's that craving, you know, so that's why, so, but when you become older, an older believer, you, you don't need it anymore because you know everything, you know the Bible from cover to cover, and you stop doing fellowship, if you know the Bible from cover to cover, then you would know that you need fellowship, period, it's period, there's no other way, third point, fellowship provides encouragement, we all have bad moments, whether it's the loss of a loved one, 
a failed exam, money problems, or even a crisis of faith. We can find ourselves down. If we go too low, it can lead to anger and a feeling of disillusionment with God. Yet these low times are why fellowship is important. Spending time with other believers can often lift us up a little bit. They help us to keep our eyes on God. God also works through them to provide us what we need in darker times. Coming together with others can aid in our healing process and give us the encouragement to move forward. If you've ever been down, if you've ever experienced any problems, you crave for fellowship with other believers. Amen? You need it. That's why when people are having trouble and they're running away from church, all the more they need to be running to church. Not running away from church, but the tendency is we tend to run away. Because we start doubting. We start believing the lies of the enemy. You know, my faith, I've been serving God. If God is good, why is trouble coming? If God is good, why do I have all these bills? You know, my question for that, if you've asked God with that, I, I wonder, was God there in the first place? So when you started charging on your credit card, were you thinking about God? All right, Lord, I'm going to charge you $2,000 debt because I want to give it to you. And I'm going to buy this purse. <laughs> Praise you, Lord, because I want to buy this other car. Because I have six cars already. I need a seventh one for the seventh day. <laughs> right? When you start charging and you're burdened with all these things. And then you wonder, Lord, where are you? Why are you giving me trouble? It's the Lord's fault. I'm working too much. I'm working two jobs. Because I got all these bills. Right? It's, it's the same thing. When we lose focus... The one thing that will help us regain that focus is fellowship with other believers. Coming to church, hearing the message, coming to church, sharing your struggles with other believers. And hopefully you were the believer that is connected with God, not another, you know, uh, another one that's also Mr. Negative. Or neg but, you know, negativity is part of life. But all the more, that's why we need, we need other believers. And believers... If somebody brings you their problem, hopefully you're there to encourage them, not to step, not to kick them while they're down, right? Don't tell them, well, because you haven't been going to church. <laughs> That's what happened. Although that is true, say it in a loving way. That's why we started with love, right? For God so loved us that we have to love our brothers and our sisters. Hebrews 10, 24 to 25. Let us think of ways to motivate one another. To acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together. As some people do. But encourage one another. Encourage one another. Especially now that the day of His return is drawing near. You see, we need to encourage one another. We need to be in fellowship. And people, even from the past, have a tendency to stop having that fellowship. That's why we're talking about fellowship. That's why... Sometimes we do church camping. Sometimes we do family days events outside the church so we can pull that brother or sister back that hasn't been attending church for the longest time. Because sometimes that's the only time you'll see them, right? You only see them on the family day. You'll see them on the camping. You never see them at church. But that's why we add these other activities too. It's for them. But when we see them, we need to encourage them. But don't, you, you don't need to sugarcoat anything. But you need to do it with love. Amen? When you tell somebody, how come I haven't seen you at church, you need to go to church, let it be about love, not about you feeling you're good about yourself because you have perfect attendance. Right? 
you have the metal and the card to show. Let it be about love. Like, brother, I, I want to tell you, you need to start coming back to church because you need that. Fourth point. Fellowship reminds us that we're not alone. Coming together with other believers in worship and conversation helps to remind us that we are not alone in this world. There are believers everywhere. It's amazing that no matter where we are in the world, when you meet another believer, it's like you suddenly feel at home. I always, I'm reminded of this big black dude at the airport that was wearing Jesus Christ as a shirt. And I was working there. I said, dude, are you a Christian? He goes, yeah, you? Yeah. And then he bear hugs me. I thought I was going to die that day. He was like, yeah, brother, keep the faith. Right? It's like we knew each other for the longest time, but we didn't even share each other's name. We just, I just knew he was a believer and he agreed. This is the truth here. You know, some, for us, my family, when we go out of town, we still, and we're out on a Sunday, we look for the time to worship. We look for a place to worship because we want to be with other believers and we want to worship God. The God that was blessed us with that, that vacation. So it's, there's always that need. That's why God made fellowship so important. He wanted us to come together so that we always know we're not alone. Do you feel alone? We're, do you feel outnumbered? Sometimes you feel that way, right? But I pray that God will open your eyes just like God opened Elisha's eyes or Elisha's assistant. When they, they were surrounded with their enemies and, God, and Elisha opened his assistant's eyes and he saw all the angels that were surrounding them. Guys, we're not alone. We're not alone. God is with us. We might be outnumbered from time to time, but we're not alone. And our God is more powerful than whatever this world can put together. Amen? Amen. Amen. Fellowship allows us to build Fellowship allows us to build those lasting relationships so we're never by ourselves in the world. That's that's why we need fellowship. If you're a strong believer and you stop coming to church, I ask why? Why? Because there's a great need for you. If you're a strong prayer warrior and you stop coming to prayer, I ask why? Because there's a great need for you. Because we need to learn from you. People need to learn from you. You need to share your experiences. You need to share your gifts. There is a great need for you. If you think that you are that strong believer that you can make it on your own, all the more you need to be plugged in. There is a great need for you. First Corinthians 12, 21. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The, hand, the head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. That's silly for us to even think about. But this is why we need each other. Everybody was given different talents, different gifts. And it's greatly needed for the body, the church body. The head is Christ, but everybody else... We make of the body. We make the body of Christ. Amen? We are God's hands and feet. We are God's hands and feet. That's what we do. We do His work here and now. We let people feel His love through us. Not just by our words. Not just by our Facebook posts. Not just by your social, uh, your Instagram or anything else. It's through your actions here and now. Let them feel the love of Christ. And we need to feel that at church first and foremost, right? We need to feel that at church first and foremost. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 to 12. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. 
If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and no one has no one to help help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Do we agree? If you don't know what this means or how this feels, you've probably never had a friend. <laughs> because it's always better to go to the movies with a friend. Right? It's always better to get you know, something at the store with a friend. Right? If you don't know what I'm talking about, then I'm, I need you to raise your hand so we can pray for you right now. <laughs> because with someone, you, it's better. Things are better. Amen? Amen? With your close friends. That's why we have many best friends. That's my best friend from with basketball. That's my best friend with cars. That's my best... We have all our best friends that share the same interests and certain things that we like. It's the same thing with our faith. If you don't have that close fellowship, it's lonely. And it's weak. But if you are with someone who's completely in love with the Lord too, and you're down, He's going to encourage you. And if He's down, you're going to encourage Him. Do we agree? Amen. All right. Are we hungry? All right. <laughs> Coffee? All right. Almost done. Almost done. <laughs> oh my gosh, Pastor. This is a church service. Somebody didn't get the memo. 20 minutes. <laughs> Fifth point fellowship helps us grow. Coming together is a great way for each of us to grow in our faith. Because that's the main point, right? We need to grow in our faith. Because without knowing more about our faith, we, be, we stay as baby Christians. We just want the milk. You want to be a bonsai believer? <laughs> you want to grow in our faith. And fellowship helps you doing that. Reading our Bibles and praying are great ways to get closer to God. But each of us has important lessons to impart to one another, to share to one another. If you're a great guitar player and somebody's trying to learn it, you would want to teach, hopefully, that person. Because you want them to also play the songs and to be able to be used for God, right? If you're a great singer, you want to, you want to teach the young generation to do that. It's the same thing with our faith. If God has spoken and used you so much and God has blessed you so for so many ways and so many times, you would want to share that with other believers. Amen? Because somebody could be going through the same struggle as you went through before and needs that encouragement, that testimony from you. That's, like, that's what all the people did that Jesus healed when He was walking here the first time. When He healed the paralyzed man, that guy jumped up and started telling people who healed Him. Right? The blind guy that was born blind. The guy that was born blind. Right? He told everybody who did it. Correct? So if, if you were blind but now you can see because of Christ, you need to also be sharing that with other believers and encouraging all of us to do the same thing. When we come together in, work, in fellowship, we teach each other things. God gives us a gift of learning and growing when we come together in fellowship, we show each other how to live as God wants us to live and how to walk in His footsteps. 
because it is only Christ that we need to follow. And if we follow Christ, He was always in fellowship. Do we agree? Yes, He, 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 he sets Himself apart from them to pray constantly. He was praying alone. But He was always in fellowship with His, with his disciples. So be in fellowship, church. Be in fellowship. Last verse. 1 Corinthians 14.26 Well, my brothers and sisters, let's summarize. Somebody say Amen. <laughs> when you meet together one will sing and that's the worship team another will teach another will tell some special revelation God has given one will speak in tongues although we don't practice that alright because the tongues that we speak are the tongues that are earthly earthly to communicate the gospel and one another will interpret another will interpret but everything that is done must strengthen all of you it's to strengthen us. Amen? And sometimes to strengthen us, it will hurt us. Sometimes the message will hurt us. Correct? But it's to heal us. You know, when you get those flu shots, right? It hurts. Correct? When you have a bad tooth, the dentist has to pull it. It hurts. But it's to make you feel better. Sometimes when the message hurts, it's for your own good. But it's greatly needed. This is, this is the way fellowship will affect us. If we get in and dig together with the unity of the Holy Spirit and a divine purpose, we must all put our shoulders to the plow until God's plan is complete. Amen? Amen. And I know I told you guys to turn to 1 Corinthians 13. You guys can read that. You guys probably already know it. It was probably recited in your wedding. But that is what love is. But you know, in Galatians 5.22, turn your Bibles to Galatians 5. Verse 22 to 23. Galatians is in the New Testament. If you're, you have your Bible. Galatians 5, 22 to 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. So we all have the fruits of the Holy Spirit. The first fruit is love. Joy, peace, long-suffering, like what you're doing now. You're long-suffering right now. <laughs> Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Love is the one that started that. Love's the one that, that starts all of that. So when we're trying to do have fellowship, it has to start with love. And we have to wrap it around with self-control. That's why self-control is last. It's the one that holds it. But love is the essence of the whole thing. First Corinthians 13, 13. And these three remain. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. I go back to love because fellowship must be because of love again and again and again. We serve God through singing because of our love for God and for a love for others. We go to church because of our love for God and for our love for others. We serve God because our love for Him and for our love for others. Amen? Amen. 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 Thank you very much for your long suffering tonight. God will bless you. Thank you. And um, please join me in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your message tonight, Lord God. I thank you for your truth, Lord. I pray that um, 
everything that you wanted to say to your people, Lord God, was heard by them. And I pray for humility for all of us, Lord God, that we will be able to accept the truth no matter how it hurts. And Father, I pray for the strong believers here, Lord God, that are constantly being faithful in their worship with you and their fellowship with other believers. I pray that you continue to bless them and strengthen them. I pray for the believers, Lord God, that has been neglecting this part of their faith, Lord God, and their journey and their growth. Lord, I pray that tonight's message, Lord, speaks volumes to them. I pray that it will resonate through the entire week. And Lord, I pray for blessings for everyone. I pray for salvation for those who are lost. I pray for I pray for the truth, Lord, to continue to ring out in our lives and that we will continue to exercise everything because of our love for you and for our love for others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. That's the end of today's message. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and want to support our mission of reaching others, Help grow our ministry by visiting ficfreno.com slash give. To get the latest updates from our channel, hit the subscribe button. Visit our Facebook page by clicking the link below to let us know how God is moving in your life.